You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolize Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as this team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Folks, what is up? It is Monday night, hours before the Bills kick off against the Pats. And uh, this is producer Steve coming at you hot with the very first episode of Two Goalies, One Mike, where the Buffalo roam. We're going to talk picks. We're going to talk prospects. We're going to talk about the young kids that are going to make the Buffalo Sabres truly incredible one day. Uh, This is a very new show. Uh, I want to thank Dwayne, Cully, and the Trainwreck Sports family for uh, giving me this little uh, sideshow of mine. I hope it's entertaining. Hope you guys keep coming back to watch. But that said, being a new thing, format's kind of loose right now. I'm not sure if I'm going to focus on everybody all at once, every single episode, or if I'm going to dive deep on specific individuals, specific teams. Uh, Today, one, because I have this dope new Paterka jersey, but two, because they basically lost an entire week due to COVID postponements. I want to talk about the Rochester Americans just an hour down the road. Uh, So uh, the Rochester Americans currently are eighth in the AHL, second in their division, uh, with a current record of uh, six and four in their last 10, um, 11 and six for the year and 17 games played. Uh, some teams have played some more. Uh, there are some teams out there with 19, about 22 games, I think it looks like the max. But uh, for the 17 games they've played, they're 11 and 6, uh, 0.647. Definitely, you know, uh, the leader of their division is the Utica Comets, of course, uh, with a commanding 16 and 1 record, best record in the AHL. But, you know, right behind them are the Rochester Americans, securely in the number two spot. Uh, the next closest team being the Cleveland Monsters with a 9 and 4. Nine five and nine five and five record in nineteen, uh, just chomping at the heels. And the fun thing about Rochester is uh, they have yet to lose in overtime, uh, which is to say uh, it doesn't. You know, they don't lose. They don't lose in overtime. They don't get taken overtime. And when they're there, they don't lose. Uh, but they also can uh, usually beat your club in 60 minutes, which is pretty nice to say. Uh, the uh, success of this team is uh, largely on the backs of some of the rookies that have come into the lineup today. J.J. Paterka, of course, uh, 18 points, 4 goals, 14 assists in 17 games. Uh, but, of course, the headline, the big story is the full rookie season for Jack Quinn, uh, 24 points. 11 goals and 13 assists in 17 games. I believe this is still a league-leading point total, even with having missed a week. Jack Quinn is on nothing short of an absolute heater. Insane pace, 1.41 points per game. Uh, 
a minus two plus minus, only 10 penalty minutes, uh, four, power, four power play goals, one shorty. Uh, he's just he's just incredible this year. And that's not to say that it's just Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka out there making a, making a mess for everybody. Michael Mersch, Sean Malone, some of the veterans of the team. Uh, Michael Mersch, uh, 17 points in 17 games, 10 goals, 7 assists. Sean Malone, 15 points in 17 games, uh, 6 goals, 9, nine assists. Uh, you know, the people who have been around for a minute, they're making an impact. They're showing us why they're uh, year in and year out still a part of this club while showing these young kids like Jack Quinn and JJ the way to succeed. Uh, one of the newer additions to the roster is, of course, Peyton Krebs, who was acquired in the trade where Jack Eichel, the generation center for the Buffalo Sabres, of course, went out to Las Vegas in exchange for Peyton Krebs, Alex Tuck, and Picks. We love picks. Picks become players, and players are people I can talk about someday. But Peyton Krebs, in his first 10 games with Rochester, one goal, six assists for seven points. Um, it took him a second to find that chemistry, but pretty much once he got put on a power play unit with JJ and Jack, it was all over. Those kids just know exactly how to find each other. They know how to thread the needle, and they know how to finish it once they get it on their stick in the right spot. These kids are just insane together, and the the level of chemistry, the level of production, it's just it's a beautiful thing to see when it comes to Western New York hockey. Um, recently, Mark Jankowski has been called up to the lineup of the Buffalo Sabres. He has only played one game as of right now. He has yet to put any points on the board. But uh, Mark Jankowski is an interesting player because he has been an NHL player for multiple seasons. This particular season, he started in the AHL, getting picked up by the Rochester Americans with the sole intent of cracking an NHL lineup. And now here we are. He's in there. Our two roots alignment, of course, has been called back down to the Rochester Americans. So it stands to reason that Jankowski may be taking his place somewhere in the bottom six. Brett Murray, of course, is also a uh, Amherst who has cracked the Buffalo Sabres lineup. He's only played about six games this year, but in that he's uh, generated his first NHL goal to assist, 3.6 games. Not bad for a big guy, and more to the point, not all of that was done, but just by planting himself directly in the net, in front of the net, which for a guy of his size is exactly where you'd expect to see him. He's, you know, he's cycling the puck, he's getting the puck up the ice, you know, his size does not translate so much to speed, and in the NHL, it's becoming pretty apparent that you know a lack of speed with size can be a detriment to your game. But he's finding a way to he's finding a way to contribute more often than not, and it's nice to see one of the younger kids get a look. Um, but of course, the uh, one of the newer stories lately is that uh, Uka Pekalukinen is going to get another NHL look. Uh, the revolving door of goaltenders in Buffalo this year has been a very familiar and also upsetting story. Um, of course, we started the season with Craig Anderson and Dustin Tukarski as the tandem. Craig Anderson's injuries have gone from week to week to month to month. Uh, I honestly have no idea if we're going to see him again this season. Uh, when you're 40 years old and you face an injury like that, that just might be the end of your career. And, you know, honestly, more power to him. 
the few games that he did get to play with the Buffalo Sabres, he was playing smart hockey. He didn't have to work hard because he was working smart. He's been playing the position for about well over half of his life. He knows where he needs to be. He knows how to position himself pretty much perfectly to cut off the overwhelming majority of shooting opportunities from young and old players all over the NHL. He was doing a pretty good job. Dustin had a few games where he was standing on his head, keeping Buffalo in it when they should have been out against teams that were uh, much better suited to dominate. And yet somehow we continue to continue to compete. Uh, Dustin Tokarski, of course, now playing a little bit more like what we imagine Dustin Tokarski to play like. Um, and now he himself is now out on COVID protocols. Uh, Aaron Dell is just a stone's throw of an improvement above Carter Hutton, who this year is easily the worst goaltender in the entire National Hockey League. So Aaron Dell is just a fraction better than that. Recently, the Buffalo Sabres acquired Malcolm Subban from the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for future considerations, which is a nice way of saying for a bag of pucks. Um, and his first start against the Carolina Hurricanes had a similar score, 6-2, uh, 7-4. You know, some of these are open, net, empty netters, but a lot of them are getting past them, and they shouldn't be getting past them. And a lot of people were like, well, Malcolm Subban hasn't played in a little while. You know, he hasn't played an NHL game all year. But he has recently played in the AHL as recently as, you know, the very end of November. So he's been on the ice. He's been playing. He just hasn't been playing at the NHL level yet this season. And that's all to say that now Malcolm Subban, Arundel, and Uka Pekalukkanen are all options for the next start tomorrow night against Anaheim. Obviously, since that game's 24 hours from now, I can't tell you exactly who's going to start. It might be UPL. It might be giving Malcolm another chance. I don't know. But against a team with players like Drysdale, Zegris, Troy Terry on his heater, and some of those veterans making contributions in a way that they haven't made in a few years, it's going to be an interesting game, to say the least. Um, a player that I've kind of had in the back of my mind is a right-handed defenseman, Ascari Loxanen. Uh, his turnover game is still not ideal, but with the vacancy that's likely going to come if and when Colin Miller is dealt at the trade deadline, uh, there is going to be you know, a very tangible vacancy on that third D pairing. And uh, you could easily see a kid like Oscar Loxanen, who's uh, currently with 16 games, one goal, 11 assists for a total of 12 points um, in that time. You could potentially see a kid like him get slotted up. You could also see the Buffalo Sabres prioritize uh, trying to pair some of these left-handed defensemen on the right side, see if they can actually contribute on their offside. So that way maybe potentially a player like Casey Fitzgerald or Matthias Samuelson, people who have been a part of the Rochester lineup for a minute, kids who have yet to get that honest-to-goodness look at the NHL level. Perhaps they're the ones that get slotted in, but just by virtue of playing the right-handed side naturally, it's possible that Ascari Loxanen is going to get that look later in this year. So it's going to be interesting to see those three kind of compete with one another to see who's going to get that slot um, if and when defensive vacancies arise. If, no, if for nothing, no other reason, injury, but more likely Colin Miller's probably going to get dealt at the trade deadline Maybe Robert Hag as well. I'm not positive. Robert Hag, he's a very serviceable, good third D pairing guy. He's eating pucks like Kirby. So honestly, I don't see any reason to deal him when we're paying him what we're paying him. 
But if somebody's willing to give us something good enough at the trade deadline for him, I also can't see any good reason to pass up on that either. Basically, if the offer isn't good enough for either one of them, I don't see any reason to deal them. Obviously, Colin Miller, a right-handed defenseman, is going to get you a premium just based on what Rasmus Ristolainen got us, being an infinitely worse defenseman. Uh, but that said, I do see one of those three top defensemen, uh, Loxon and Fitzgerald or Samuelson, cracking the lineup later in this year. Uh, so that's all to say. The Rochester Americans are in a good place. They're doing good things. It's uh, it's it's not it's not a bad time to be a fan of Western New York hockey, even with the Buffalo Sabers in the state that they're in. You know, obviously they're not getting the W's. It's a little bit upsetting. It gets a little bit frustrating when your team scores multiple goals, especially when going into the beginning of the season, the big question mark was who the hell is going to finish for this team? Who's going to put pucks in the net? Jeff Skinner wasn't doing it for a minute. Uh, Casey Middlestat was still just trying to find his game. We didn't expect Tage Thompson to be the guy that he is. But on the forward side of things, the Donnie Granado system is paying dividends. Kyle Ocposo on a six-game point streak. Uh, Zemzis Gergensen's doing things. Tage Thompson being a beast. Casey Middlestat's already got a goal back and one of back cracking the lineup since getting injured in the home opener, just like Yoki Haru did. Um, the offensive core of the Buffalo Sabres is, you know, although they're not getting the W's, they're doing good things. So it's a good time to be a fan of Western New York hockey right now, and particularly out there in Rochester. I don't get out to Rochester as much as I'd like to, but thankfully I've got the AHL TV package. I spend a little bit of money every year just to watch the Rochester Americans. Uh, you can pay for a package that lets you watch every single team in the league, or you can pick a package that lets you just watch the one team you care about, which is likely the farm team of the NHL team that you're a big fan of. In this case, for me, that's the Rochester Americans. Uh, I think because I had a membership last year, it was given to me this year at a discount. So, you know, you buy in a little bit expensive one year, the year after that, it gets cheaper. You know, they won't return customers. So that said, I have yet to have an issue with uh, any aspect of my AHL TV subscription. If you want to follow these guys, that would obviously be the easiest way to do it. Um, I can't really advocate for any uh, third-party means of watching such broadcasts. Uh, but also, you know, the quality the quality of the AHL TV uh, program is uh, pretty good. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely not NHL tier, but it's still good. You know, you definitely get to see everything that you need to see. Sometimes the uh, audio for the away team can be a little rough, depending on the uh, sound recording of the uh, broadcasters the color commentary. So sometimes you got to hear the home commentary when you're watching the away games, but uh, that's honestly been my only complaint. Everything else has been pretty great. Um, but that's all to say, this has been a fun episode about the Rochester Americans. It's been a fun first episode. Um, again, this is a fast and loose concept. We don't even know what this show is going to be yet. So that said, if there are specific prospects, picks, players, teams you want me to focus on let me know who you want me to shift my eyes to in the comments because i don't want this to just be the jack quinn show i don't want this to just be about the americans i love the americans but there are a lot of picks there are a lot of prospects across a lot of leagues across a lot of teams and uh across a lot of countries sometimes these kids are playing while i'm still asleep or i'm off at work because uh you know 
10 a.m. for me is actually 6 o'clock for them. Uh, so I want to keep my eyes on everybody because, you know, with the team in the state that it is, you know, production, it can get you on the lineup quicker than you think. So uh, this has been uh, the very first episode of Where the Buffalo Roam, a sideshow of two goalies, one mic, all under the train wreck sports family. And uh, just like every two goalies, one mic broadcast, this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor. It is the place to buy a case, so don't haste. Once again, I'm producer Steve. Thank you for watching. And uh, as always, let's go Buffalo. Hey, everybody. This is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike here to remind you that after you get done listening to the episode, which I hope you loved it and I hope you enjoyed it, please be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are using Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review and, of course, write us a review. It goes a long way in getting us noticed and getting us some kind of recognition in this world of podcasting. It goes such a long way. And obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, at two goalies, one mic, hammer that subscribe button, leave us some comments, show us some love with some likes. Again, it goes a long way and we really appreciate your love and support to those of you who have been with us since episode one. Thanks for sticking with us for this long. For those of you who are jumping on the bandwagon right now, I promise you, you will not be disappointed. We have a season of guests that are going to blow you away. Uh, this year for hockey is going to be big with them going to ESPN, TNT. We've already seen how great it's been just you know, they just got done with the first two nights of the season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back, Gretzky and Barkley. It's, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are going to have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode and we will talk to you soon. The podcast super friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from branch out programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Come on, let's go to the Blue Hotel. I want to live at the Blue Hotel. The podcast that goes everywhere the imagination dares. It's for the open-minded, the pleasure seeker. It's Jeff Woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality, theme-based with special guests, the Blue Hotel Hotline, and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story. Get a room and listen in at the Blue Hotel. Begins Friday, September 23rd.